Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Wyatt Wheeler, who covers all things Missouri State for 96.9 The Jock up there in Springfield, Missouri. And Wyatt, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Well, we're doing great, man. We're enjoying uh, Arkansas having a little bit of football success here in the early part of it. And I know Missouri State, of course, is having some success as well, coming off of victories against Central Arkansas actually here uh, that took place in Conway just a few weeks ago, and UT Martin sitting there 2-0. and So just tell us about the Bears and their hot start to the season so far. No, man, I mean, it's uh, this was one of the more, uh, more anticipated seasons in Missouri State history. Of course, before Bobby got here in 2020, uh, the program the program hadn't made it to the postseason since 1990. So Bobby's really just come in, uh, turned everything around, and uh, lots of transfers, lots of new faces around here. The skill level has gone uh, way up to where Missouri State has all these different guys. That's made it one of the more skilled teams in the FCS, um, and they're just really starting to put it all together and looking like a team that can go challenge uh, FCS power like North Dakota State, South Dakota State um, for a national championship at the FCS level. So um, been a lot of fun to cover. Uh, the years before were uh, really, really difficult. You lose your love for football when watching some of that stuff in previous seasons. But um, some tremendous players some at this level, especially uh, a lot of them could play at a a uh, decent level at the FBS, and um, you know some of them have here in the past. So really looking forward to seeing what kind of challenge they can give Arkansas, if any. But, uh, I mean, this, this week doesn't really matter for them in the grand scheme of what their goals are this year. But um, it's definitely a very intriguing story that uh, many, many people are very interested in uh, this week. Bobby Petrino is known as an innovative, offensive-minded coach. How has that that offense looked since he's been there? He's always had that philosophy of wanting to outscore the opponent and and not necessarily the defense being the strongest, but what's the offense look like for Missouri State? Yeah, I mean, the defense was what carried them to their first playoff appearance. They didn't have the quarterback or the offensive line set in place, um, but his son-in-law, Ryan Beard, uh, really turned around the defense to make it one of the better ones in the FCS quickly. Uh, but offensively, it came around last year and is starting to be it this year. Uh, the quarterback is a national player of the year candidate uh, at the FCS level, Jason Shelley. Uh, he started some games at Utah State, started some games at Utah. Um, just a really, really great player that can move around, extend plays. Uh, great pocket awareness. Uh, last week against UT Martin, he threw for five touchdowns, five incompletions. Uh, so Bobby, I mean, he takes advantage of his strengths being a dual threat type of guy, getting him on the move. Um, and then they have a great group of receivers. Uh, we haven't really seen it um, explode as much this year yet. Just some little nagging injuries here and there. And their top guy has just been so good the first two weeks top guy being Ty Scott, uh, Central Michigan transfer. He was a sophomore All-American last year. That's going to be a big part of what Arkansas is going to try to shut down this weekend. Um, just, a, just a really good receiver who's probably going to get some NFL looks. Uh, 
um, uh, when he decides to, when he decides to move on. But offensive line still coming along. It had a pretty good week this past week, able to establish a ground game for the first time in quite a while. Have a new running back in Jacardier Wright, who was a who's a newcomer from Kansas State. Um, but just a lot of a, a lot of those transfer names emoting up on talent. Uh, I know you guys probably know Jordan Jones from years back, him being an Arkansas kid, um, played at Arkansas for a year, ended up going over to Cincinnati. He's the Bears' number two wide receiver right now. So uh, a lot of those transfers, Bobby giving guys second chances. Um, and Petrino just using, just kind of adapting and using them and putting them in certain situations to take advantage of their strengths. I think uh, just watching him adjust to the personnel he has um, has been really fun to watch. And uh, that's just kind of where you see him uh, knowing how to be that, just him knowing how to adapt and be a really good offensive mind. Well, you mentioned Petrino, and, uh, you know, obviously there's been some success there at, at the FCS level, but even against a team like Oklahoma State last year, uh, it was a close one. You know, it, it was a little bit interesting there. Do you feel like, just as far as the matchups go, that this Missouri State team could come into Fayetteville and possibly mess around and keep the game close? Or uh, just how do you feel about the matchup in general against the Razorbacks this weekend? Yeah, just going digging into that a little more today. I've watched both Arkansas games uh, over the last two weekends, went to the Cincinnati game. I just love the size of that defensive line Arkansas has. Um, just the pass rushers they has on the outside, the interior guys. Um, and when I see them, I think that's what's going to give Missouri State the most trouble. Uh, the Bears' offensive line had a better week last week, really struggled in that Central Arkansas game um, to where I think Trino's going to have to get pretty creative and how to slow down that rush. Um, and, and that's what gives me the most trouble. Then you see offensively uh, just that ground attack. Uh, Rocket Sanders is a – Really, really good running back, and I think it's going to all start with going to have to start with slowing down that run. Make KJ have to beat you through the air, and you know KJ's capable of beating you through the air. Great receivers over at Arkansas. Uh, KJ does a great job at taking taking care of the ball. So Missouri State's going to have to come up with some opportune turnovers, which Arkansas is one of the best in the country at not doing. Um, it's a tough, tough matchup. Uh, for this Bears team, but you go back and look at the Oklahoma State game is always what I uh, kind of just take a step back. Now, Oklahoma State week one wasn't as good as what it was later in the year when that was really a that team was a half yard from making the college football playoffs. Just a fourth down play where they came up a little short against Baylor in the Big 12 championship. If they get that half yard, they're in a college football playoff playing Alabama instead of Cincinnati. Um, so if Missouri State know they have the confidence and know they can go up against um, a, a team at the level of Arkansas. Um, it's, just, it's just the matchups, and I just seeing how great the running game is at Arkansas right now. How great I think that defensive line is. If they can take advantage of some of those banged up guys in the secondary, uh, maybe Jason and and the weapons on the outside can give them a chance, but. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a realistic guy when I look at all this. and uh, I see those lines being pro- probably accurate for where they should be, and the Bears should, uh, uh, covering would be a pretty cool thing for the Bears this week. With Jordan Jones, his status is uh, unknown going into the game. 
So where where does he kind of stand, and and what's exactly going on with him? He's in concussion protocol. Yeah, I think he's going to play. It sounded like he was going to be cleared uh, yesterday. Uh, had a weird fall in practice last week where he hit his head on the turf. Um, so that kept him out late in the week. Um, he's expected to play. He's the number two receiver behind Ty Scott. Uh, really good route runner. Just watching spring pra- or fall practice and seeing that he and Jason had a pretty good connection uh, pretty, early, pretty early on. And uh, uh, Jordan's going to – we didn't see too much of him stretching the field, which is something I keep hearing is what he's going to be really good at. Um, just another weapon when Ty's probably going to be a little more locked up than usual this week to where – uh, Jordan's going to be a more relied upon guy, so I would I really expect uh, Jordan to play on Saturday, and uh, he'll be on, he'll be on the field plenty. We're speaking with Wyatt Wheeler of ninety six nine the Jock in Springfield, Missouri, here on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Oddline. Uh, Wyatt, you know this is something we've discussed a lot today, and obviously you alluded to it in your first response about the return of Petrino to Arkansas. You know, there's not just a, a whole lot of ways to sugarcoat it. It is quite a story and quite an interesting thing. We know how we feel from Arkansas's perspective and his return. How has the it been approached up there in Springfield from Missouri State and fans and everybody about Petrino's return to Arkansas where he was fired 10 years ago? Yeah, I think uh, just from watching Springfield and how they've handled this week, um, it's been a little different. I, I, th- I don't think I've been surprised by anything. I mean, you see the ESPN cover story come out today. Uh, you see the different outlets coming up for media availability yesterday. Um, it's just I, I, Springfield really loves him. I, that, he turned around that football program, which was garbage before, showed that football can be a winner here, showed what it can be if you have the right guy in place. Um, and, and Bobby's been great in the community, been great around people. He recruits the area, which is something that previous coaches didn't do too much of, um, and he's won. So I think that's, I mean, that helps everything, of course. And um, the fallout that it had there, it's just so long ago that, um, of course, people had the first thoughts when he was hired, uh, just remembering back to the photos from the press conference and everything. Um, but he's been great. He's been a great person for this community. His family, I- I've enjoyed the heck out of working with him and, uh, the family that he has around him, uh, L.D. Scott, you guys know, um, uh, Ryan Beard, his, uh, uh, his son-in-law, Nick Petrino, has been fun to work with. So um, and no, uh, winning cures a lot of things. He's, he hasn't really had to face difficult questions here because he has been doing the winning, and um, it, everything's just been going all right. So, I think they're going to be a little annoyed if they go when when a lot of the fans make the trip to uh, Razorback Stadium this weekend and see some fans and neck braces and some blonde wigs. Um, but I think, but I think it'll go, it'll pass, and people will have their fun, and it's not going to be too unexpected uh, to where it's going to all be fine. And as Bobby's on Bobby's side, just watching him be here. Um, I think he's in a good, happy place. Now, it's not a media landscape where everybody's hitting him hard. I, um, I mean, there's two people really asking the bulk of the questions at his weekly press conferences. Uh, there's two people asking him after games. 
behind decisions and stuff. It's not like a Louisville media where he's getting hammered or um, it's not like an Arkansas media where he's getting asked a ton of questions about why he did this, why he did that. So I think he's a good, good spot with a lot of family and uh, Springfield's certainly uh, grown attached to him. With this program continuing to get better and Bobby Petrino kind of turning it around, what were the expectations coming into this season? Yeah, this season, uh, championship expectations were there. I think when you saw what they did last year, you had the second year of the Offensive Player of the Year from the Missouri Valley Football Conference, which is the toughest conference at the FCS level. Um, you, know, you want to be, you, you had a chance of beating North Dakota State last year um, in, in Fargo, which is, um, you know, that, that's a big step. I mean, even being competitive with that team, when the Bears hadn't been able to score on them for uh, put up double digits against them for most of the last decade, um, and being having a chance to win that game, but just kind of beat yourself in the end with fumbled punts or uh, bad turnovers, is it, I think the next step is just saying, oh, they need to make a playoff run. You got to there the last two years. You, you turned the ball, the ball over six times in the playoffs this past year. You need to take that next step, and um, I, I think the expectations—they look like they're already going to be in the playoffs by winning their first two non-conference games. Having—they're uh, going to win. I think they'll win enough games in the conference season to be just fine. Um, so, it's championship expectations here. I thought it'd take a little bit longer when he first started. He came in the January 2020. Um, they played three games in the fall because FCS went to a spring season. Because of COVID, uh, ended up having a competitive spring season to where they were able to make the playoffs for the first time since 1990. The comeback last year uh, with a new quarterback who really lights it up. Um, and you bring back a lot of those guys, you add some new weapons in there, and uh, fans are going to be expecting to uh, make a playoff run this year. And I think that's the minimum for this team and what they should be expecting. I know it's hard to look into the future, especially when it comes to decisions and everything, but, you know, Bobby Petrino's he's hitting in his early 60s, and all people always throw his name around no matter what, if there's a coaching availability or anything. But do you get the vibe that maybe he's happy where he's at and he's going to stay where he's at, or do you think that there could be a time if the right opportunity came for a Power 5 job or something like that that he would make the move to go back into, into a Power 5 college football? Yeah, I take a step back every time because you know the history. It's hard. You can't ignore the history, whether it was his first stint at Louisville, whether it was his Atlanta stint. Um, so, I mean, you, you always have to uh, keep that in the back of your mind. But I do see a happier him, um, just knowing that he has a ton of grandchildren all here. Um, they're, they're turning into royalty in Springfield. They turned this basketball school into a football school in uh, three short years. Um, so I, I see the happiness here. He can. There's nothing. I mean, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done wrong here by in, in the eyes of anyone. Um, but you always have to keep that in mind. I, you look at the Nebraska job that just came open. His name hasn't been floated out at all. His name was floated out by some articles last year when the Akron job came open, but a Missouri State job is a better one than Akron right now. Um, so, I mean, this is, a, this is a school that could go group of five someday, 
uh, if it really decided to get serious about being a part of all this conference realignment stuff, um, they're if they're exploring building a big twenty mil, twenty plus million dollar uh, facilities to go in the to go in the end zone to really just expand on coaching offices and locker rooms and all that. Um, so the school has shown that it wants to uh, put the resources in to making this a really good football program. And it's all because, and it's just all around him. I, I mean, I've, when you sit down in his office, he has the renderings of those uh, facilities and everything. So he's dreaming about that, recruiting. They're looking way down the line uh, at the local kids and everything. So it's always something you got to keep in mind, but I think he's happy. And if the right job came open, maybe, but um, uh, with the family and the family around, I, I think that's going to be something that's going to be a big selling point for him. Yeah, because honestly, I, I think the stigma about him of always being a job hopper, I'm like, you know, as far yeah. as head coaching goes, yeah, he went from Louisville to Atlanta but, and then to Arkansas. But then after that, of course, he was fired from Arkansas, went to Western Kentucky for one year, but everyone knew that was short-lived. Then he goes to Louisville, gets fired from there. So it's not – like compared to a lot of other head coaches, he really hasn't jumped around all that much compared to some other coaches who have done it a lot more than that. So I've always felt like that was kind of an unfair criticism towards him. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you see, I mean, the Louisville thing of the jet gate or whatever they called it when he was uh, flirting with Auburn for a second. Um, and then, of course, uh, leaving Louisville for for, my, for what was supposed to be Michael Vick. And then all that went, then the dogfighting stuff goes down. Now, the, the letter at the in the middle of the night to, to hop to Arkansas um, still stands out. But I mean, it was so long ago. Uh, he's been through a lot since then. He's really grown. I mean, he's matured and really grown up since a lot of that. So, um, no, I, I've, I've really, I mean, I got so many calls when he was hired from Louisville people, different media outlets, just warning him, warning me how much I'm going to hate working with him. And I've loved it. I've learned a lot. It's been a, it's been a great experience for me as a young reporter who loves football. Um, and I, and I'm just, uh, it's been a lot of fun to just cover football and Bobby Petrino. Well, Wyatt, we appreciate you coming on with us, man. Talk a little Missouri State. I know it's going to be a fun, beautiful weekend in Fayetteville this weekend. So good luck to the Missouri State Bears this weekend. Good luck to them the rest of the season, man. And we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day.